Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I'm really excited for our guest today because she's someone I've worked with um, sort of as a group coaching client, and we've just become good friends, and she is absolutely brilliant and magical. So Anna Jones is a facilitator for trauma-informed transformation. She holds space for women who have a deep desire and are wanting to move through an expansive healing path so they can remember who they are, come back to their essence, and start living a magical life. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see you and hear you and be on your platform. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Well, before we dive into a topic that I feel like is really important for both of us, um, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Who I am. That's really interesting. A great question because it is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, So far, as I've found out, um, you know, uh, in terms of my personality is one thing, but I think your audiences, because they're more entrepreneurs, it's more geared towards what I do. So what I do is I am a coach that helps women. I, I, my, my niche, my focus is women, but I'm also always open to working with men. I help uh, women take them from where they are to where they want to be, or perhaps a place that they they didn't even know was possible for them to be in. So I, I love the bridging of the gap. And what is in that gap is really what we focus on mostly. And there's that's where all the magic happens, right? That's where all the you know, all the stuff comes out, all the, mm-hmm. the the transfers, the healing, the crying, the laughter, the joy, the screaming, the anger, all of it just comes out, right? It's the purging and the cleansing, and but also the magical stuff. So I really just help them make peace with feeling and experiencing life instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm sad. This is permanent. I'm totally depressed. This is forever. It's like, no, this too shall pass. Just right. as joy. So I'm, I'm, I, I think of myself of like, you know, the, the bridging, uh, the facilitator for bridging the gap. That's awesome. Amazing. And you do it so beautifully. And I love hearing your insights and you've shared some amazing testimonials on Instagram that just prove that this work is so powerful and we all should do it. I mean, so many people live their whole lives never doing that work. Right. Um, go ahead. I feel like you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I, I'm just sighing. And, and I feel that because um, I recently watched this a documentary. It's called The Power of the Heart. Mm-hmm. And I did not know what to expect from that documentary. It was amazing. I cried like the first 30 seconds I started watching it. It's really, really powerful. And it talks really about just how disconnected we are from our emotions because we don't want to feel. 
right? We have, we, we have this belief that like, I can't handle pain. I can't handle anger. I can't handle whatever life is throwing at me. And it's like, no, you actually can. Like, if you think about it, I mean, I, I, I like to explain this in like scientific ways and like also woo ways, because, you know, I think they go together, the spiritual and the scientific, they're not enemies. They're actually friends. They're, they work really well together. And this is something that I think people still struggle to understand at times. And muscles, when you're working out, your muscles need to break down. Like there, you need to feel that icy, hot, like deep blue pain mm-hmm. in your muscles for them to break down and then get stronger. Same with the heart. The heart is a muscle. And when it doesn't break, right, it stays tender. Mm. So you're, yeah, you're protecting yourself from all of these experiences, right? But you're not living full out. You're not going out there and enjoying life and yeah, slamming yourself into the concrete and then getting back up and doing all the things that like really are just so beautiful in life. And, And I really do think that women have a lot more pain tolerance. Just, I mean, the fact that we can, you know, bear children is (laughs) like men could never do that. It's just like, no, no way. Um, Our pain tolerance, I think is just so organically high and so naturally higher than men that we just don't mind. You know, we like, we like fall down. It takes us a, a, a few days, maybe some months, maybe a year, but we eventually get back up. And I've noticed that a lot of men have the tendency of like shutting down, you know, first breakup having what happened when they were 18, you know, there, there's no connection. They're like, no, that hurt too much. Mm -hmm. I'm protecting myself. And that's more like a survival mode thing. And I'm not saying that women don't experience it. I just see it more as a trend in men, but Mm -hmm. I notice also that these future generations, these younger generations that are coming up are wanting to detach from from feeling. And that's really causing a lot of confusion and a lot of strain in their entire being. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that leads us really well into talking about this idea of reclaiming who we are, you know, reclaiming our most authentic selves. And, um, I want you to speak to me a little bit about, cause I, I have a feeling what you were just saying is sort of a piece of that, but like, we're saying reclaim. So like, at what point do we lose that authenticity? At what point do we lose who we are and start living or being like someone else? Mm, that's a great, great question. I think it it really depends on the person's life. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I can speak for myself personally. I was such a curious child. And I, I think a lot of parents... I mean, they get tired too, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, when is this child just going to shut up? Like, and as children, we just ask so many questions because where our curiosity is like peaking, mm-hmm. right? So, so I think it, it, it's, it's just something natural that happens because adults maybe don't have a lot of energy or they don't want to deal with stuff. They just want to have some time for themselves, whatever it is, right? And sometimes it really is just that fear of like, oh, I want to protect my child. I want my child to feel accepted by others. I want them to belong, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. And, and our parents really did the best that they could. So I know that my mom, when I was young, I, I felt 
that my creativity, my curiosity was just shut down. Mm. I was very, very, I was, I was, I didn't, I was a very, like, I, I saw it. I knew I wanted it and I did it. My mom said, Anna, you threw yourself in the pool and you didn't know how to swim. <laughs> so that, that's like the definition of like, that's like the, the, you know, if, if I were to summarize my life, that that's my life, right? I just like go for things and I'm like, I'll figure it out while I'm there. And it's brought me a lot of joy, but it's also brought me a lot of pain. And, and I think it's just, you know, having the, the proper surfboard, right? The, the equipment on that surfboard to make sure that I am stable and to make sure that like, okay, you know, I'm going into the water. Am I prepared for this? Can, do I have all of my tools? Now I know that. But back then I was just shut down because my mom was, my mom was 22 when she had me. She was a kid, right? What do you, what do you even know at 22? <laughs> so yeah. So I, I think it's really just finding a way to channel a child's energy and really guiding them so that they can use their creativity for their highest good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the other thing I want to bring up is it's also I generally adults in our lives and the people we surround ourselves with. I can think of many parts of me that started developing at a very young age because of teachers, what teachers said to me or what an aunt or an uncle said to me. And that's the crazy thing is these people aren't trying to change us or they aren't trying to make us whatever version of us they think that we should be. Like you said, they're just doing their best. But unfortunately, it's just adding layer after layer after layer in in my um, book that is out now, but that I'm republishing to be republished in the next probably month or two. Nice. Um, I say I became the best version of Jessica that everyone else wanted me to be. Mm. And I feel like that's a lot of us. We're walking around as the best version of us based on what everyone else has said to us because we take those internal cues so deeply so whether that's like you with your creativity, it could be anything. It could be curiosity. It could be excitement. Like, I feel like I was told that I was very dramatic my whole life. And so I think a part of me, I know a part of me tried to just start subduing and being less dramatic and less loud. Um, mm. And so it's, you know, I, I agree with what you say. And I just want to add, you know, it's everyone. I think as we grow up, we're just so impressionable and it's easy to lose that person that we're born as, as we're sort of, you know, kind of crumbling under the layer, that version of us is crumbling under the layers. That's like rebuilding this other version of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, really, really think that that's just something very important to understand mm -hmm. that, we, I, I tell people, I like using analogies and I tell people, think of it like you're born with like your, and, and certain cards were dealt, right? You were dealt cards in life and that's just how it is, right? But you get to decide what, what plays you're going to make with those cards, mm. You know, you get to choose like, okay, am I going to do like, you know, I, I'm not like super savvy with poker. So I'll just like throw out terms, you know, like, <laughs> do I have like, uh, you know, a, um, a, fl a royal flush or do I have this or do I have a pair of queens, whatever it is, right? 
you have the resources, you have these skills inside of you. But because you have so many filters on now, I mean, you and I, I'm, I'll speak for myself because I know some people don't like to reveal their age. I'm in my 30s, mid 30s. I'm 35, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point in my life, I do wish that I could have started this sooner. You know, I wish that I would have started this process of healing. Like, I was like, I wish I could have started a decade earlier, but I'm like, you know what? I I did the best that I could. I knew what I knew. And who knows if somebody would have brought it to me, would I have even paid attention to it? It would have been like, whatever, right? Like this is BS. So I really think it's just stepping into that space of forgiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we did the best we could. The people who raised us, raised us that did the best that we could. And we are learning to unravel. Mm. We are learning to unwrap the gifts that we have and to be okay with others possibly watching as we do so. Yeah, I want you to, I want to go to what you said and start with forgiveness because what I want to know and what I think listeners are are wondering is, how can we start making this shift back to our authenticity? Um, so walk us through, if you can, maybe some of the steps you take with clients to, as you say, like bridge that gap to get to out from underneath this version of who we are into who we really are to unwrap our gifts, unravel. How do we do that? Yeah, it really, it really, there is no a perfect formula. You know, mm-hmm. every person is so different that in coaching, at least I don't have a script. You know, I, other coaches may have a script, but I don't. I really meet people where they are. But one really powerful exercise, and you can do this at home, and this, I, I did it as well. And I started crying because I realized I had not seen myself. Like, like truly physically seen myself for the longest time. So one thing that you can do is hold a mirror up to your face and you can stand in front of the bathroom mirror. If you don't have like a small mirror, you know, like in the olden olden Mm -hmm. time, you can always hold up your phone, but then that's like, put it on airplane so you don't get distracted. Yeah. Just really look into your eyes. Like look into your eyes, look into the iris, look into your every part of your eye. And it's like, see yourself, really, truly see yourself and just say, I love you. Mm. I love you. And really say it until you start feeling this love for yourself. And it's beautiful because you can really feel like this fountain of love that's coming from you and you are receiving it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's this, you know, it's this beautiful cycle of like, I give to receive and it's all for you. Like I give myself love and I receive my love. So really, really beautiful things. You can say, I like, I accept you. I fully, wholly accept you. And I forgive you because you did the best that you could. Mm -hmm. And this can be really like, I I encourage all of you who are listening and you too, Jess, if you want to try it out, make it like a five, 10 minute practice if you want. But if you are like rushing or whatever, do it for a minute, do it for 30 seconds, like give yourself that time 
to say, hey, I see you. I see every single thing that you're doing and you are rocking it. Mm -hmm. You're doing so much because we don't stop and thank ourselves and acknowledge and appreciate ourselves. We're just like, oh, okay, new client, check, let's go. Oh, new project, check. Oh, okay. It's like, let's calm down. Let's slow down. Like, what's the rush? We we all know where we're going anyways. (laughs) It's like, like, just take, take this time. And that I would say, start there. Mm-hmm. And then like, notice what you're, what you're drawn to. If you want to go out and just hug a tree, I'm like super huge advocate. Like hug a tree is the, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. Sit on the grass, take off your, take off your shoes, put your, the soles of the, of the feet on the ground, maybe put some music on. I know you do this too. Mm-hmm. And Really dance, like let your body move, close your eyes, truly imagine like no one's watching you and let your hips move, like your shoulders move, let your neck move. You know, I, I do, I hold a sound bath meditation here in Dallas, Texas every month. And I just started incorporating that at the beginning. And it's literally three to four minutes of movement. It brings the energy to like, it levels it out. You know, it was such a huge difference when I started doing this. I'm like, I'm doing this every single time. Yeah. And how, how do these things, this like letting yourself move with maybe some music or sitting outside in the grass or doing the exercise, like how is that helping us reclaim our authenticity? Like what's this doing for us, these practices? I've found that this is just a way to reconnect with ourselves. Mm. This is a way to reconnect with you. And it feels very empowering. Mm. It feels very accepting and very loving and compassionate. And when you're in that space, all is well, all is good. You don't have to worry about like, oh my God, should I eat Chinese or Japanese? Oh my God, should I get this car or that car? That it, it's there's that questioning, that anxiety, that stress, that sadness or or fear, whatever is going through you. It's like it's all good. It's all good. You're grounded. You're centered. You can recognize that you are, you know, so many things, and then who knows what at the same time. Right. And that truly at the end of the day, like we're here and, and, and you choose how to live your life so you can make it as stressful as you want, or you can have as much fun as you want. So it's really an, an, um, I would say an interesting process Mm -hmm. of discovering what it is that you like and what it is that you don't like, because reclaiming your essence is knowing about what you want and what feels good to you, what's aligned with you and the type of life that you want to live. Yeah. And I think a hard part in this process is like, sure, we can do the exercise in the mirror. Sure. We can start to feel more connected, but like, are we going to take action to move toward that? Are we going to start making the decision based on what we want and not what we think other people think we should do. So do you have any, um, you know, like strategies or tips for starting to take action toward this new, not new, the the original, the OG us, you know, how do we get, get the courage or whatever to start doing that? I really, I'm, I'm one of those people that 
I believe in, in coaching, obviously, right. Mm -hmm. This is what I do. And I do it also. And I also have coaches Mm -hmm. and I have a support system. I have women around me that are many times, right. That's why we, we, we resonate. That's why we, how we find our, our tribe, these women are going through very similar things that I am. And I'm very open with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going through this. Um, I have a dream weaving group. I have a group of like entrepreneurial women. Like I am just really good at connecting, but I wasn't born this way, right? It wasn't like, ooh, connector uh, since 1986. No. The skill I've had to acquire. And I think that, I I tell people this all the time. I'm like, when you choose to speak up, that's when the magic happens because you hear a lot of me too's Mm -hmm. in the best way possible. And I, I truly, I'm a huge believer that if you are silent, people will make excuses. I hear it all the time. Oh, I'm an introvert. I'm socially anxious. I'm this and that. I'm like, I don't give a fudge. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. You can be whatever. You can be the queen of England. You can be a janitor. You can be a barista. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be whatever. If you don't take the steps towards the things that you want, nothing's going to happen. I mean, I can't force you to do anything that has to come from within. And it will be scary. It will feel unsafe. But when you have people around you to support you, then you know that if you fall, you'll have, and and you're not able to catch yourself because sometimes there is that feeling, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm drowning. I need help. Reach out to people because guess what? We're all going through the same experience and it may not be uh, the same. It may be simultaneous, right? It may be you went through it a month ago and I went through it, you know, a year ago, whatever, right? But we are familiar with these experiences. And if we're not, we are learning about them. And we are learning more about why people are the way that they are. And it's fascinating because you're not going in with judgment. You're going in with like, I want to know why you do what you do. I want to know why you are the way that you are. And I think that that is the most important part. If you feel alone, first of all, you're not. Like that is a fact. There are almost 8 billion people in the world. You really think that nobody's going through the same thing you are, right? Yep. So so I, I, I really tell people, I'm like, come on, like speak up speak up, speak up, speak up. And I'm really, I'm very, I'm a very loving person, but I'm also like, I'm not going to work with you if you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And this world is, is for the courageous. Mm-hmm. This world is for people that are like, you know, F it. Like I am here and yeah, I'm scared and I'm this and I'm that, and I may not be this and that, but I am here. And I'm just going to do it. And once you, once you take that leap, you're like, oh, I don't know what I was afraid of all this time. You know, just stories, stories that we make up, right? Stories that our subconscious has to keep us safe, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, and so really, I would say, 
just do it. Just do it and see what happens. That's the only way you're going to know if something works for you or if it doesn't work for you. And obviously just do it, right? Don't, I mean, I'm not saying like, uh, go shoot yourself up with heroin. Like there are things and there are things, right? And I like to be dramatic that way. So people can like say, oh, Anna said, you know, this and that. No, I'm like, but we're talking about dreams. We're talking about goals, mm-hmm. desires, accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to, to start. Yeah. So I want to just like summarize all of that magic that you just gave us, which is like find community, maybe find a coach. And I think what, when I have used these two resources, I do regularly um, myself also, I think there is that sense of, there are a few things I think that help you start moving forward and maybe start choosing you versus what you think you should choose. Um, I think there's empowerment coaches really can empower you and your community can empower you. I think there's a sense of having a role model. You know, I think a lot of us grew up without seeing our parents live authentically with seeing our parents sort of be who they think they should be. Um, It was a very different generation before we came into the world. So I think having that role model in being with a coach or being in a community. And then I think having the safety net, like people to cheer you on. And then when you fall to be like, Hey, I just fell. I just did the same thing three weeks ago. And this is what I did to fix it. So I feel like those are three really supportive pieces in starting to say like, this is who I am and this is what I choose. Mm -hmm. Even though everyone's told me I shouldn't be that, or even though I think that I shouldn't or couldn't be that. Um, Yeah. So I, I love that suggestion. Yeah. And, you know, not everyone's going to, like you said, not everyone's going to agree with what you do, but that's not your problem. You know, I, I, I have really mended my relationship with my mom and we've really talked about a lot of things and, but she's like you said, from another generation and she doesn't get, she's like, oh, everyone's like telling their story now and everyone's this and everyone's that, but because of certain people's personality and how they were brought up exposing a part of who they are, it feels threatening to them, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, what if they see this, this human part of me? And so they spend years and decades and so many, so, so much time trying to hide it when it's like, no, when you show up, when you tell people like, hey, I've experienced this, this is how I over, uh, overcame all of this, right? And I have a very powerful video that I've already shared, especially with generations that were born in the 90s, like 96s. Um, a lot of that generation is dealing with not being able to process their emotions. And I'm like, here, watch this video. Literally, it's a 20 minute video about how I talked to, to, in, in terms of dealing with suicidal thoughts and, and these women are like, oh my gosh, Anna, this is exactly what I've needed. And they're able to laugh at the end because it's like, oh my gosh, I almost believed my ego. I almost believed my thoughts and I almost took my life. So I think that it, there's, there's a lot of power about talking what everyone is thinking about, but no one wants to say it out loud. And I get it. There are some things that if I told you what I thought, if I, if I told you my de- deepest, darkest thoughts, <laughs> you, you, you would question me and that's okay. I don't have to tell you every single thought about myself. Heck, I don't even want to sometimes know everything about, you know, the thoughts that are in there, but it, it's, it's really a process 
And like you were saying, you, you very beautifully summarized all the points that I just like, you know, bah. Uh, and, and, and I have just found that there are ways, there are quicker ways to get out of, you know, states that don't, you don't have to prolong pain right? You don't have to go into this suffering phase where it just takes years and years and years and years. And if you're already working with a coach, and if you're already working with a therapist, and it's not working, people, people need to know that you can also outgrow your therapist, you can also outgrow your coach, because I hear all the time, they're like, Oh, yeah, I tried um, going with a coach and a therapist once. Yeah, but I didn't like them. And I was like, so you're just going to stop? Like, that's it. Like, oh, yeah, I went on one date and didn't go well. Yeah, I'm never dating again. It's like, okay, like, so, so I I think we just need to cut the crap and, 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 and do what we, what we feel like we need to do to get to where we want to be. Yeah. And sometimes you need that support to get there and you need the reminder to keep pushing, keep going. It's going to get hard. It's going to be difficult. There will be obstacles and every time you grow another level, there's going to be something else there for you. So I think the other important piece to say before we wrap up is like what Anna and I are talking about is a lifelong journey. This is not like, oh, I found out who I am and now my life is amazing. It's like, there's always going to be something new. There's always going to be something different to look at. There's always going to be something to work through. And that's not to say that it needs to be exhausting because it doesn't. It's just a different way, I think, of viewing your life and, you know, not accepting the status quo, not accepting what you've been told and continually questioning. And in doing that, we're going to inevitably grow and become more and more and more of who we are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been really great. Thank you so much, Anna, for just chatting all things like becoming ourselves and um, reclaiming ourselves Um, Before we wrap up, if there is one thing that you want to make sure listeners take from this call, um, what would that be? I I really want to accentuate the fact of like just doing things. Mm -hmm. Just don't wait for the perfect time. There is no, you know, and in terms of action, like if you keep sitting on it, sitting on it, sitting on it, sitting on a dream somebody else is going to like, they're going to get that inspiration. They're going to get that dream that you've always thought of. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, somebody's already doing it. Yeah. I, I, I quote unquote missed that time frame. So just do it, you know, make sure that, and, and make sure that what you're doing is aligned with what you want to do. And it's something that you're excited about and brings you joy. And it's not somebody else's life, not somebody else's projections. Mm-hmm. Right, that you are that you are actually manifesting into your life. So, yeah, and I think also just giving yourself permission to get a little lost. It's okay. Anchor yourself into that tribe, into that community. Hey, I'm going into. I'm going to go into a deep dive. If I don't come out, somebody pull me out. Right, mm-hmm. and and it works. It works. And like you said, just um, I I saw the post that you uh, put on Instagram today. Ease doesn't mean easy. Mm-hmm. Really, I really love that. And that's, that resonated with me so much because just because you know how to live in ease doesn't mean that 
you're not going to get pushed out into the shore again by those big ass waves. You right. know, it, it's, it's for me ease. It's like, oh, I'm going through a sad moment. I'm going through an angry moment. It's fine. I got myself. I got this. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be disappointed. Whatever it is, I'm going to process my emotions and then I get to come back. Period. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. Um, Switching gears. What are you getting intentional about right now in your life, Anna? Rest. Mm. I'm getting very, very intentional about resting. Um, I, it took me a while to get the hang of moving from that go, 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 very masculine place that I was going, mm-hmm. taking action all the time. And it wasn't aligned action. It was just like beast action, just like, blah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, I need a break. And if you're open to receiving signs, your, your world will tell you, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, take a break, take a break, take a break, take a break. So I I'm going on a kind of like slash a sort of vacation, uh, on, uh, Friday, I'm going to Mexico back home. So I'm excited about that. Sounds lovely. Um, and finally, where can listeners connect with you? They can connect with me. I'm, I I think on Instagram is the best way because on there I have a link and you can go anywhere to my Facebook group, to my, um, website. And obviously I mean, you can always send me a DM. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Anna, so much for being here. I appreciate you. And it was good to see your face. Yes. You too, Jess. Thank you so much for having me on. And I hope all of your listeners and you have a lovely day. Thanks. And thank you everyone for joining us. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.